live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. Stop, stop, stop. Ow! Yeah, I went there, Mike. I went there, motherfucker. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike, that's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and we catch up. So, what's up, Joe? Hey, I had a question for you, because is it still hot up in the Bay Area? No, it's cooled down so much. Yeah, it's cooled down quite a bit down here, too. But here was my question, because I just took a shower before we recorded. And I was thinking, because I had to do this when it was hot, I had to put on, like, baby powder. Because otherwise, like, my pu- my balls and stuff get super sweaty. Okay. But here's the thing, and this is kind of embarrassing, and this is why I'm asking you this question on a podcast, <laughs> is do you use any kind of baby powder or any kind of drying agent? No, I don't need oh. to. I'm all natural. Because the only way I can think of doing it is getting it on my back and doing it like a baby. <laughs> I know that they're... Wait, what? Like, <laughs> putting it on like a baby. Like, I don't know how other way to do it. <laughs> well, they sell, like, powder puffs. Like, you could, like... Oh, they on. do? Yeah, totally. So it's oh, like I would a, love that. A little puffy thing, and you just put it right on there and then kind of dab it everywhere. Um, But, by the way, there's probably a couple of people that have never heard a Catching Up episode before, and the first thing they hear is you talking about your balls. That's the kind of show we are. That's the kind of show we are, Joe. I'm not speaking specifically about my balls. I'm talking about how do I put on like some sort of like uh, like uh, gold bond powder. Welcome to Catching Up, a show about balls. Um, Joey, I just stuffed my face before we recorded because um, I was I hadn't eaten yet. So there's a barbecue restaurant near my house, and I'm still doing vegan before six. Mm-hmm. But I wish you could have seen the meal that I just ate. It was like all meat. And a little bit of beans, and that's it. Meat. Just meat. That just sounds like my basic family diet. Yeah. Uh, All was, meat with a little bit of beans. It was overwhelming. but So are you still doing vegan before six? You know, I fell off the wagon, but it's funny that you say this. Immediately after we finish, uh, I'm driving to Malibu. To Chris and Mercedes are giving me their old elliptical machine. Okay. And I'm bringing, back, I'm bringing it home and i'm gonna i'm getting back on it okay cool um i'm gonna i'm doing it it's just every once in a while like for convenience sake or i don't know it just makes sense but i think even bitman is like that's fine once in a while right 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 yeah but it was funny though that my once in a while wasn't just like oh i had to have you know a ham sandwich because that's what we had it was like a big ass platter of brisket and hot links i'm gonna tell you something that's probably better for you than a ham sandwich because if you think about the carbs and whatnot sure um cool so what's going on with you uh joey what what's up uh, 
Well, both of my, all of my stories this week are going to revolve around my mother who just had surgery. I, th- I thought what I'd do this week is break it up uh, pre-surgery and post-surgery. So pre-surgery, I have to tell you that um, my, so my mom on last Monday had minor surgery. She didn't even go totally under uh, on her foot. Okay. And, but the, the, the thing is she cannot put any pressure whatsoever on her foot for a month. Okay. So I need to nurse her now and just hang out with her. And I guess in the second part of this segment, I will discuss what a nightmare she's been. We're getting to throw mama from the train territory. Okay. And which is a great movie, by the way. Great movie. So we're getting to that territory. But I wonder if I could get that on Amazon. I'm sure you could. But let's talk about the, like, for instance, I my parents are very they do absolutely zero research into major appliance purchases. Okay. And it's it's come back to bite them many times. So my brother and I have insisted that now before they buy any major appliance, they have to consult us. So they bought a dishwasher recently. My mom wanted to buy a dishwasher before her surgery and a, a brand new grill. Okay. So I did all the research. I told them which ones to buy. And I went with them to Lowe's to make sure they bought the right one. That they weren't swayed to some other random one. And so we, we picked the appliances. But she's talking, this is uh, last Saturday or Sunday, right before her surgery. And she's talking to the Lowe's employee and she's telling him, I don't even know why, that she's really nervous about her surgery. She's like, oh, I'm so, (laughs) I'm so nervous about my surgery. And he goes, yeah, you know, I can relate. My mom, she just had surgery and she was really nervous too. Um, What did you, what are you going to have surgery on? And she goes, oh, my foot to fix a bunion. And she goes, he goes, and she goes, he goes, oh. And she goes, what did your mom have surgery? And he goes, oh, um, ovarian cancer. <laughs> and my mom was like, oh. Because, of course, she seems so petty now. Right. She's nervous about her bunion surgery. <laughs> this guy, his mom had ovarian cancer. And she's like, oh, I'll pray for her. <laughs> I'm sure he was like, yeah, enjoy your grill and dishwasher, lady. <laughs> mom has no ovaries anymore right is lucky to be alive yeah so yeah. anyway so then another glad thing, you're getting your bunion cut off yeah enjoy your weber grill <laughs> so anyway uh also i need to tell you this story is so my mom again my mom was taking care of a bunch of business before she had her surgery and i was helping her i was running around like literally the friday before the surgery i was running around doing things for my parents like nobody's business and, and of course, on Friday, um, they turned the power off in the neighborhood to do God knows what. And then I rushed home in the middle of things to um, – I was running errands, but I just rushed home. I had only seconds, and I was in the bathroom, and, of course, the doorbell rings, right? Yeah. So I have to leave the bathroom and go answer the door. And the guy's like, yeah, hi, Walnut Valley Pest Control? And my mom and dad aren't there. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, yeah, uh, your mom called. You have a moth problem. And I was like, ugh. And I call my mom. She's not answering. Oh, my I God. Go, this sounds like the beginning of a scam. Like, just let me in the house real quick. I just I have know, something real I quick know. to do. I know. So then he go, I go, I guess, come inside. And so he comes inside. And he's like, 
He has his little tank with him. He goes, yeah. I, I, he goes, do you know where the moths are? I go, no, I have no idea where these moths are. My mom's not answering the phone. He goes, well, we'll just spray around here. <laughs> goes up to the room, and he starts spraying, and and it, Mike, this moth spray smells horrible. He's just spraying it, and all, <laughs> like and into I, the air, or like along the walls. And I go, oh my gosh. He goes, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't come up here for a good half hour, hour, two hours. And I was like, okay, we're running around anyway. I go, doesn't it bother you though? And he goes, no, nah, man, I'm, you know, in this job, you're so used to so many horrible smells. I just, it's, I'm used to it. And he goes, then he goes to the bathroom where I was. And he goes, whoa, oh my gosh. Oh, Lord. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh did you, I'm going to have to come back to that room. Did you do a number two? Yes, I know. I was in the... I was in the middle of it, and I, I was. It's been running around all day, and of course, you know that was so horrifying to me. Yeah, it's so funny that he was like, "I I can handle any smell." Yeah, he, I'm know? used to that. I've been doing this thirty years. Yeah. I can handle anything. And uh, like, you whoa, know, de- whoa! dead raccoons all the time, rotting raccoon carcasses, no problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. dead rats, everything. Whoa! Oh my gosh! All right, gotta put that in my smell journal. <laughs> there won't be any moths in there. Was Don't he hot? Spr- no, he was like a seven-year-old oh, man. Oh, yeah, Imagine if care. he was hot, and then he oh, goes into the bathroom. I would have killed like, myself. Um, my mom did that. She I would have. <laughs> I would have taken the nozzle to his spray can and put it in my mouth and just ended it right there. <laughs> By the way, and I know people are wondering, "Throw Mama from the Train" on DVD you can get for eleven dollars and forty-nine cents on Amazon right now, or for seven dollars and thirty-one cents you can get a DVD mashup that has Easy Money, Throw Mama from the Train, Blame It on Rio, and The Woman in Red. Wait, that sounds like a really amazing deal. Yeah, all of those for seven dollars and thirty-one cents. It's also available for shipping with Amazon Prime, so you can get it. There's only two left in stock, so order soon. Oh wow! Yeah. All right, what's going on with you? Um, you know what? Not a lot. Um, uh, <laughs> kind of boring week. I uh did boys night at the stud out in uh, san francisco saw a drag show um just kind of an uneventful i mean it was a good time but like nothing exceptional really to talk about there was an awkward run in though with do you remember my old friends with benefits daniel is he the one that was like a medical student yeah yeah yeah. oh yeah 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 i remember him um great guy and we just kind of I mean, Rod Kyle came into the picture, and so I was like, you know, I'm at this point where we're not going to be friends with benefits anymore. Let's just be friends. Um, so I when I get to the bar, he's like standing right at the door, and I was like, what the hell, you're here? And so we hung out a little bit. Um, and it's awkward. Oh, he was there with his boyfriend, by the way. And it's awkward. And wasn't it a weird thing too, where the boyfriend strangely kind of looked like you? No, that was the story you wanted to happen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I was kind of like, and I've come around on this, but I kind of at first thought like, the boyfriend's not good looking. And so I was like, maybe this guy's just attracted to ugly people and that's why he liked me. I'm not going to I'm not gonna go with your fishing for compliments here. I'm not, I'm not, I'm Mike, not. Mike, you are like the Harry Hamlin of Pride 48. No, but okay? Joey. You show up to these Pride 48 things. People no. lose their mind, like you're Pierce Brosnan or something like that, Joey, at like a at a scrapbooking convention. If you are having sex with someone and they are, you, when you're hanging out, they're like, "You are attracted to me," and then you see other people that they think are attractive, 
and you're like, oh, I'm in the, I mean, I'm in this group. It's weird a little bit, but I've come around. The boyfriend's actually more handsome than I thought. He just takes bad Instagram pictures. Um, so we're, it's awkward a little bit. I think because the, the friends with benefits is like, he, he likes me. He's into me, but not, I don't, I don't mean that in that it's not necessarily like something sexual. It's like, we like one another and like we like talking to each other and we we're catching up at this bar right meanwhile his boyfriend is like really socially awkward and is like sitting there not participating even though i was like really trying to throw him a bone and be like hey what do you think about this or whatever right um so we have a lot in common we both fuck your boyfriend (laughs) basically but so I'm like really trying to like bring him in and he's not. And so that's a little bit awkward. And they end up, they left earlier uh, than we did. The This bar is open till 4 a.m. by the way, which is weird. Um, the next day on Facebook, I get, I see um, one of his like status updates, Daniel, the friends with benefits. Um, why were they out on a date celebrating their three year anniversary? And m- meanwhile, I was like, taking up all the time of the boyfriend you are such a devil mike lawson i know i really am so but that, was, that, was there any sort of flirting going on between you and the friend with benefit no no know, no wait, no hold on let's do a correction here didn't we determine he's really more of a fuck buddy no no we had this conversation he's actually a friend with benefits well now he's just a friend because we don't fuck um so no he's just a friend with benefit he was a friend with benefits and now he's a friend so yeah, that happened. It was a good time, though. Uh, what are you up to? What else? What else is happening in your, your whatever happened or whatever happened to Baby Jane household? I know. I'm telling you. I'm telling eat, you. Eat your din din. It, it really is getting there, Mike Lawson. It's so bad. <laughs> She's a nightmare. Um, as many of you may or may not know, my mom used to be a nursing home administrator before she retired, and Mike worked for her at one point. And I'm going to tell you something. I told her during one of our tiffs i go i feel sorry for whatever nursing home you go into because she was like joey like she'd be like because so the way it's working is she pages the phones in the house and i have to answer and i'm like she's like come here please and i go then she goes i don't like the way the paper looks there on that desk please move it and i've gone like upstairs gone to the yes or then she was like you put too much water in my ice pitcher, ice water pitcher. I only want it halfway because that way it's lighter for me to pour. And oh, she's, so here's where it gets. So oh, there's so many stories like this, Mike. So l- let me tell you this. So it all came to a weird head. Actually, the first day she was back on Monday, right? So she's back and she's like, ding a ding a ding a ding ding ding. You shouldn't even have a bell, but that's what it's like, right? And so I go there, and she goes, I would like a sandwich, please. I'm hungry. And I go, okay, what do you want? And she goes, I want a sandwich with just turkey and mustard. And I go, turkey and mustard. She goes, turkey and mustard. Mike, I'm asking you a question. I know you're not a chef, but how (laughs) would you assemble this sandwich? I would put mustard onto the bread and then throw turkey in the middle. Uh-huh. She didn't. She didn't want cheese or anything else. She never specified. Okay, that's what I would do then. Okay. 
So I take her the sandwich. As I'm taking her the sandwich, I get a phone call from a friend of mine. Okay? And this friend really never calls me. So I'm like, oh, hello? And this friend is, I wouldn't say hysterics, but close to it. Okay. Very upset. And I go, okay, hold on. It's got to take my mom the sandwich. She just had surgery. And he's like, okay. And I take her the sandwich. And she's like, thank you. You know, pour some water for me. So I pour her some water. And then I go on the phone. And it turns out, so the friend's telling me that the friend, he got home from work. And when he gets home from work, he checks his email. And there's an email from... A one-night stand that he had in January. Okay. Straight or gay? He's gay. Okay. And the one-night stand told him he just found out he's HIV positive. Got it. Okay? We'll come back to this. So I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm freaking out. And I, my mom's like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, uh, hold on. And I go, yes. And she goes, Joey, this is a prisoner sandwich. This is a sandwich. You wouldn't even give this to a prisoner. It's just turkey and mustard. And I was like, okay, that's what you asked for. And she goes, what kind of person does not put lettuce and tomato in a sandwich? And I go, uh, okay. I go, hold on. I got to go put lettuce and tomato in the sandwich. So I go, put lettuce and t- I go, let me call you back. And he goes, okay, hurry up, please. So I put lettuce and tomato in the sandwich. I bring it back up to her, right? And I go, I'm on a phone call. And she goes, fine. So I call the person back, and he's like, yeah, so basically here's what happened. <laughs> Meanwhile, his HIV has turned to AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I was down in London. I couldn't feel for myself. I called my friend. making his mom a turkey sandwich on the streets of Philadelphia. <laughs> She said there was no lettuce or tomato, was a prisoner sandwich. She doesn't obviously never been to a prison. So anyway, so so um, he tells me that. So here's the story with this one night stand. So this one night stand, uh, they, they, they sort of move in the same circles, doesn't really know him. And in January, they both get drunk and they go home together. And... Um, they're about to have um, real sex, anal sex. Yeah. And it's a my, tale as old as time. Yeah. My yeah. friend is a bottom. And okay. so my friend says he watches the guy put the condom on. And then they engage in anal sex. And my friend says he notices it feels different. It feels weird. He says like for 15 seconds or something like that, right? 20 seconds. And so he pulls out, or has a guy pull out, and he goes, he finds that the guy took the condom off before he went inside. What the fuck? So my friend, like, fucking has a fucking fit right there in the room, and is like, fuck you, and, like, storms out. He's all, okay. he's all, I promise you, Joe, that's the only thing we did. I left. I was so mad. Right? So the guy didn't come. Oh no. God. No. So I tell, so so then my friend, when he got this email, ran out to the pharmacy and got one of those at home uh, HIV tests. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Yeah, so right before I called you, I took the I took the test, but it takes thirty five minutes to get the results. And it's right here in front of me. I can't. He, I guess there's some sort of thing he has to re- lift up. Mm-hmm. 
he goes, I can't lift it up for 35 minutes. So I just, I'm freaking out. I'm really having a really bad anxiety attack. I just want you to just talk to me. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, hold on for a second. I got to go. What's going on here? I go, yes, Joey. What kind of person makes a turkey sandwich and doesn't put salami in it? What? <laughs> yeah. And I go, what? And she goes, I like my bread toasted and I like with salami in the turkey sandwich. I go, how would I know that? How would I know that you say turkey sandwich? I don't think it means salami. Yeah. <sighs> fine, 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 fine. What prison sandwich. My prison sandwich. That's, by the way, hand delivered to her. <laughs> I don't know what prison she's going to. Right. Right. So I go back. So my friend, I talk to him. I, and I tell him, I go, look, I can't say that it's impossible, but the odds are pretty slim, you know, uh, if he didn't finish inside of you. I mean, he would have to have a cut. You had a cut and all this stuff happened. I go, I think the odds are in your favor. Yeah. He goes, okay. There, the odds would be better if he didn't have this encounter with yes, somebody. Which just, I will say, that, yeah, and I will say this friend is very safe. He's very careful. So can we pause for a second to ask, like, the hardest part about having sex with a condom is putting it on. Once it's on, just, I mean, it's not that big. Yeah, it's well, not that cumbersome. Look, the, you know, I, I didn't tell this part of the story because it wasn't germane, but he did have an interaction with this guy like in the months between, the guy texted him and was like, hey, you want to have a threesome? And sent a picture of the guy to... Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, so now I know who it is. Wait, and Just beep a... it out. Just beep it out. I know, I, I am. I am. I am. <laughs> and sent a picture of the guy to my friend, right? And my friend... Was they knew he knew him? He goes, um, that guy's HIV positive, so no, thank you, right? Yeah. What I told my friend was, look, obviously this guy is a risk taker, and so he is going to engage in risky behavior, and so it's not surprising that he did something that, you know, where he got HIV. Right. So, um, anyway, so my friend goes, well, moment of truth, and he lifts the thing, and uh, whatever reveals it, and he goes, ah. It says I'm negative. And I was like, yes. But what's funny is, so I think a pregnancy test. And so one line means negative, but two lines, if you see two lines, means positive. Right? Uh -huh. He goes, oh, it's negative. And he goes, wait a minute. It does like a really, like if you look really hard, faint second line. And he goes, and the box says, if you even see a faint second line, Go see a doctor. And I was like, okay, look, now we're going to get like medical talk, which is they want to cover their asses. The last thing they would want is a false negative. Right. So. But I think getting tested but yeah, from your doctor is yeah. a good idea. That's what they're like, yeah. So I'm like, they don't want to deal with your false negative. So they're like, if you even see a faint second line, if you have doubt, go see a doctor. Because what's the worst? I mean, the worst is you have HIV. But uh, from, from the company's standpoint, the worst is like giving you bad results yeah so if you go there and the doctor says you're negative anyway so okay you know yay but uh they want to have their asses covered legally yeah so anyway i've been dealing with her all week and uh i still have another three to go which by the way i got a, a, a facebook message from a, a listener a friend of the show 
who was like, I think it's adorable that you're taking care of your mom. Meanwhile, I'm like having like visions of choking her. <laughs> you know, it really is kind of like the whatever happened to baby Jane movie. It really you're, is. You're Betty Davis. She's mm-hmm. Joan Crawford. She's I, mommy dearest. Yeah, I'm downstairs and I'm like, I've written a letter to daddy. If you haven't seen whatever happened to, to baby please Jane, come uh, home. turn this off and go listen to it. Go watch it right now. Okay. Uh, anything else going on with you, Mike? No, nothing really. I mean, um, my friend uh, Mario had a wedding yesterday. You've but, talked to Mario before. But he got married? Mario? Yeah. He was going to a wedding. Oh. Um, he has like, I'm not even joking, like five weddings this summer that he's going to. Um, How old is he? I'm sorry? How old is he? He's like 27. Yeah. Like when I was age. in my, yeah, in my late 20s, you go to like eight weddings or something a year. It's yeah. ridiculous. So we, we had to go to like this, there's a street called Bay Street near me that like sells, it's kind of like a, like an outside mall sort of thing. Uh, they have like a Gap and an Old Navy and H&M and all this. So he was like, I really need a, a simple blue Navy sweater. So basic. And really, I feel like this this um, Bay Street, my only complaint is that all, all the stores are the same and all they sell is simple blue Navy sweaters. So we went yesterday, Joey, and we walked through every you know goddamn the, um, store. the web star Lohanthony? Yeah. Do you know basic how old bitches? he is? No. What, do you want to take a guess? Um, 16. He just turned 14? What? Really? Yes. I found that out the other day. Why did that just come up, though? Because you said he wanted something really basic. Oh. And so I started thinking of the... My basic bitches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So we just walked. There was no goddamn basic blue sweater. Everything's like summer right now. Calling all the basic sweaters. Calling all the basic sweaters. We have an important announcement. You're basic. So, that's it. And I've been insulin pumping. Um, super healthy, on track. Everything's great. Mm-hmm. Everybody's happy. The world is good. Anything going on news-wise in the Bay Area? Um, well, you probably have heard about this because you follow some of the same blogs that I do. I can't believe that this is happening at a school in San Francisco, but you might have some insight because it's a Catholic school. Um, there's a school up here, a Catholic school. It's called Sacred Heart Cathedral Prep. And uh, they banned a girl's yearbook photo because she decided to wear a tuxedo in it. So the, the senior class, everybody in their senior portraits, the men wear tuxes and the girls are supposed to wear dresses. And this 18-year-old named Jessica Urbina... Uh, showed up on photo day. Which is such a lesbian name. I don't know why, but it's a very lesbianic name. Really? Urbina? Yeah, Jessica. A lot of lesbians named Jessica because you can be Jesse, you know. So so they took her picture wearing the tuxedo. That was all fine. But then the school was refusing to put it in the yearbook. So um, it's kind of gained some attention because of social media. So it's like hashtag Jessica's tux and People are talking about that. And I was curious what you think because I know you went to a Catholic school. But, I I mean, I went to a high school Mm -hmm. so where they had stupid rules and we had to follow them. Um, So I'm curious what you think about about that. Do you think that Jessica should be forced to wear something she didn't want to wear? Well, I'm torn. 
Because believe it or not, on principle, I think Jessica should wear whatever she wants to wear in her goddamn yearbook photo. And I think that the Sacred Heart School needs to get over it and realize that this is the way it is, right? And they're definitely on the wrong side of history here. Yeah. However. 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 It's strange that there is a difference, though, uh, in my anger in terms of going to a public school, which is funded by the government, versus a private school where this person or her parents have elected for her to go. And so the same rules don't apply to these private institutions. And so if it was at a public school, if she went to Brea Olinda High School, like where you went, I would be like, oh. And they they would probably realize that there'd be a whole heap of trouble they could get into because now you have the government involved and taxpayer money and infringing on her rights and X, Y, Z. I I understand what you're saying. I agree with you. I I don't know why there's any sort of surprise when this Catholic school is acting Catholic, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I think – yeah, so it's like one of these – I don't know why she's – I mean, she should have known this was going to happen. It's not like she was like, what? Sacred Heart's going to have a problem with me, you know, having a tuxedo in my picture? I, you know what's so funny, though, is there must be – you can tell it's it to some degree that there must be something up with her. Not like she's something wrong with her, but they, they might have had not problems with her. But I kind of feel if a girl did this – like if she dressed like Diane Keaton in Annie Hall, you know – and wore kind of boys' clothes, they wouldn't have a problem with it. It depends on how she did it. They must be like, oh, this chick thinks he's a man or something like that, you know? Yeah. I feel a girl can get away with it more than a like if a boy showed up in a dress. Oh, my God. They close the school down. What do you think about Catholic schools requiring teachers to, like, sign pledges? I've heard of some schools conf- saying that they would, like, uh, basically teach Catholic teachings and they will live Catholic lives. Like, do you think as a teacher that teachers should be required to do that if they're working at a Catholic institution? They are paying your check. Yeah, it's one of these things, man. It's like, I agree, but it's like, I agree. I know what you're saying. I know, And I agree with you that that's retarded, right? But... And I and I also think the people who sign those pledges, by the way, are usually the ones who are doing the most wrong things. But it's one of these things where you know what you're getting into when you sign up for it. It's like it's like if you were a woman and you signed up to work at the Howard Stern show, and then you show up the first day and go like, "What? What is what? This just goes on here." You know, it's like you know what you're getting into when you apply for a job there. It would be like I would feel the same way if there was a super conservative person who signed up to be in um, um, kinky boots on Broadway and then was like disturbed by what he or she saw there. Um, I don't know. You don't have to work at that institution, especially if you're a teacher. So uh, to boil down and conclude this for you, Catholic schools are a lot like kinky boots. You know what? I didn't think that, but you're right. It is. Except one of them is uh, not as much gay sex going on, and the other one's kinky boots. And the other one's written by Cindy Lauper. Yeah. Oh, did Cindy Lauper write kinky boots? Yeah. You oh, didn't I didn't know, know that? that. No. Duh. Everyone knows that. 
Well, that look, I know Scott the Satyr's banging his head against the wall right now, but uh, I didn't know that. What's going on in L.A.? Any good news stories you want to tell me okay, about? Okay, yes. So, this is going to be kind of hard to understand, but no, it might uh, not be. The, the headline was written weird, but I think I can do it easier. A reformed drunk driver... <laughs> okay. ...who gave up um, driving cars because he couldn't stop drinking and driving... So he didn't give up liquor, he just gave up driving. No, he gave up liquor too. Gave up liquor oh, okay. and riding cars, driving cars. Uh-huh. Was killed by a drunk driver. No. On his really? bike. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. His name was Hytham Gamal. Uh, he was 38 years old. He had three arrests, 2005, 2009, and 2013. He had been in jail for drinking and driving. He was on probation for drinking and driving. So he went to rehab, completed rehab, uh, and um, just gave up driving cars and was only riding around a bike. He was driving a PCH in Dana Point when a 19-year-old drunk driver uh, struck and killed him. Now, here's my question to you, Mike. Do you think he was hot? Oh, I don't know. I didn't see him. Okay. But my question to you, Do you, how is your bike? Good. Because didn't you buy a bike? You had a bike stolen recently, didn't you? Yeah, I had my bike stolen, but then I, it was it was a blessing in disguise. So I purchased a new bike that I like much better, and I ride it maybe once a week now, not too often, but um, I can go to the grocery store on it. I do everything on the bike. Do you ever feel in danger, like a drunk driver striking you? Like once again, did you notice he was on Pacific Coast Highway? I don't know why any bicyclist ever—I don't care if it's Lance Armstrong or my niece—I don't. Well, I don't know why my niece would be driving a bike on a PCH, but yeah, they, n- no, never go on PCH on a bicycle. Thank you. Well, he um, like this town that I live in is like super bike friendly, so like people move out of your way when you're. Like I don't, I never feel really in danger at all when I'm on my bike. So, um, I'm lucky for that reason. But, um, P- but PCH, there's a lot of bicyclists, right? Yeah, I know, and I never get it. I tell, I'm telling you, it is ridiculous. Wait, you said there was a 19 year old that hit him? Yeah, and I wonder oh, if he was hot. But they didn't name him. It's horrible. Maybe we can move on to killers though. Whether he was hot. Remember, we were into dead people for a while. Yeah. I bet you the 19-year-old was hot. I'm sure we've talked about hot um, murderers as well. Yeah. Look, if you're hot, you're going to be talked about in this show. Murderer. Um, like, for, you know, have you ever heard of my daguerreotype boyfriend? Who? My daguerreotype boyfriend. No. It's a Tumblr. You should look at it. Um, you check it out. Everyone should check it out. It's very interesting. Um, it's a Tumblr of, like, pictures from the 1800s when they used to use a daguerreotype um uh, photography process yeah and it's hot people hot guys from like the 1800s oh that's weird and, and it started with one of the lincoln assassin uh pe- people who were in the, involved in the plot to assassinate abraham lincoln the guy who like um stabbed seward you know um he's hot have you ever seen him Mm-mm. oh look him up i forget his name Oh, like I feel hot. like people of that era o- always look like one chromosome off. Though. No, this one is like he could be an Abercrombie and Fitch model. Okay, that's funny. You're not gonna look him up? Oh, like right this minute, Joey? Yeah. What's he... it? 
Look up this guy who I don't know his name. I'll find out his name. I'll find out his name. Yeah. Mike, why don't you Google search hot guy? Uh, I don't know his name, but just find him. (laughs) His name? I... Um, Lincoln Seward. Oh, you edit. Yeah. Lewis Powell. L-E-W-I-S Powell. Ew. Wait, maybe they got the right one. Yeah, what are you talking about? Ew, uh, Joe. Um, I'm looking at him right now. Hot. Um, me too. Are you looking at the one that they colored? They, like, have somewhere they, like, put in, fa- like, photoshopped color. Yeah, I've seen that. He's actually hotter there, yeah. He looks like, um... No, he's not hot, Joe. Mike, you're still being so dumb. He is. The no. guy, Mike, stop it. The guy who tried to kill Lincoln and his friends was hot. Get over it. He's really not hot. Oh, there's this whole, like, t-shirt campaign if looks could kill. Handsome Lincoln assassination co-conspirator. Yes. That's so weird. Um, Cool. Um, you learn something new every day. Now, here's the deal. I w- we should put this quiz on the Facebook page, but we should ask, how does Joe, how do Joe and Mike go from, um, discussing a reformed drunk driver being killed in PCH to arguing over whether the attempted assassin of, uh, William Seward or whatever was hot? Like, I, I, we just had the conversation. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure that we did. It just happened. I don't know. We would have to hear it in playback. Um, I got a story real quick. There's, uh, you know, these Amazon lockers. Do you guys have those in LA? Yes. So, uh, out, out by the ferry building at Justin Herman Plaza, there was just this huge, giant Amazon locker that just appeared in the middle of the plaza. Um, nobody. Maybe you should explain what it is, though. Okay, nobody's commenting on what it is, but uh, Amazon lockers, if you're unfamiliar, are pickup points for Amazon orders that help customers uh, avoid the inconvenience of being home when a package arrives, or they at least know that their packages will be safe until they get to them. Some people mm-hmm. live in places where a package at the door will get stolen or uh, they're not available to sign for something, uh, that sort of thing. So... Um, they don't know exactly what it is. Like nobody knows what's happening with it, but I'm sure there will be an update. Um, earlier this year, Amazon had like a similar stunt with a giant shipping box. Do you remember this? No. Oh, with the cars. Yeah. So there was a Nissan car in it. Um, but Nissan is maybe involved in this one too. I don't know. What does Amazon have to do with Nissan? It's not like you're buying cars on amazon are you hmm and i couldn't think of a joke in time i don't know yeah so i don't know you're an amazon prime user yes i am do you ever have trouble getting your packages no i don't oh well this is boring then (laughs) i uh i got no i have a really nice like front gate so they can just like open the gate and throw it behind the gate and everything is safe and fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got uh, The Simpsons Season 7 delivered to me, actually, via Amazon. So there you go. Um, yeah, I, it's one of those things, though, where like, what if you get home late and then you can't get it? Like, I'm one of the people that my package arrives. I want it so badly. 
Yeah, well, some of these are in places where they're open 24 hours, like 7-Eleven. Oh, or FedEx like office. That. Yeah, so uh, you can go just pick up your, your package there. Um, but it adds an extra step. Like, the reason I do Amazon is because I it, the convenience of it. Like, if I want to go somewhere to pick up the DVDs, I will... Why don't I just go to the store and pick up the DVDs? I agree. So, um, what else is going on in LA? Okay, so there's a big, uh, well, I don't know if it's a big controversy, but alerting everyone to it. It's been in the news. Um, a, a retired parking uh, officer, like traffic, what do you call those people? The meter maids, I guess, but I don't know what the mail meter man, um, officer named Larry Randolph. Uh, went to the papers and talked about how there is a parking ticket quota for the L.A. traffic cops. Whoa. And people, were, they were like, no, no, there isn't. But a number of other retired um, traffic cops have come to say, like, yes, there is. It basically had to do specifically with overtime so that if you got overtime from, from the department, you were expected to write at least eight tickets an hour. Okay. Um, in order to kind of basically pay for your overtime, if you didn't do it, then you wouldn't get overtime anymore. So and so, these cops, desperate to, they talk about how they would be so desperate to get their quota in that they would write people up for like the most minor as the most minor infractions. You know, right. uh, if your bumper was a little bit over a red line, they'd give you a ticket. You know, and so there's a big controversy over that. Of course, LAPD is denying that this happens. But I want to know: Have you ever gotten a bullshit parking ticket, Mike? Um, I mean, years ago I did, and I just paid. And this is the thing: I just paid it. I knew that I was in the right. Um, uh, but just like the to fight it over a thirty dollar ticket or something. Um, I just did. But is anyone surprised by if this if he's telling the truth, like? Does that surprise you at all? I don't think it's surprising. I think what bothers me is a couple of things that bother me. One, there's already a lawsuit going on against the L.A. Parking Commission because uh, some lawyers are saying that because the, the parking tickets are really high, that they basically the city's using it as a um, – I can't remember what the exact legal term is, but a tax, and that's right. against the law. But two – um, you know, Eric Garcetti, I remember he did the, the oh, Eric Garcetti is the current mayor of Los Angeles. I remember he did an AMA on Reddit. And one of the things they asked him about and he talked about was he was going to he felt, you know, you shouldn't use p- the parking tickets as source of revenue for the city and he was good if he went in to if he was mayor, they he would put a commission together and then he just put a budget together where he is going to put more parking t- um, officers on duty and they're budgeting all this money for parking t- tickets or something. It was crazy. And I was like, oh, God, Eric Garcetti. Uh, just like every other politician. So, like, I guess the problem with this is, like, um, parking patrol people. I don't even know what they're called. But they – so they are supposed to influence, like – or to enforce the spirit of the law, Right. But then uh, when they're, like, pressured to have a certain number of tickets, then they start enforcing the letter of the law, right? Well, yeah. That's, but, well, I mean, go ahead. In my, this is one of those things. We've talked about, you know, a number of issues that are this way. Like, if you're not doing anything wrong, are you affected by this? In the parking one, yes. I'll tell you why. Because I remember there was one time, and we were, I was in the heart of Los Angeles with Patrick Keene, 
my friend, we were having coffee and I set an alarm on my phone to put more money in the meter, right? Mm -hmm. And I've learned from this mistake, but I, you know, I put an hour in the meter and I put an hour on my phone and then it went off. And when I was walking to my car, the cop was walking around my car and I was like, well, no, 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 no. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I came to put the meter in. And I had to like, basically like beg him like, dude, I, it's, it just, I mean, like I have an alarm on my phone. So clearly, and I've heard about this, the new meters now like alert the traffic cop when it's, um, the Approaching. To- when the time has passed and he was just lurking, waiting for me. But luckily he was cool and he let me go. And I put more money in, but now I have to put like a 10 minute warning or something in my phone so, so that doesn't happen again. I mean, that's great. That's predatory. Yeah, I, it is. I mean, you could also walk and ride your bike everywhere and not have to deal with it. Oh, God, don't get unreasonable. And then a drunk driver <laughs> hit me. <laughs> what are you doing next week? How's your what's your exciting schedule look like, baby Jane? Uh, well, are you putting a show together? I'm, I know, seriously. I'm having like a, a like an old loser voice teacher. No, what was he? And okay, a we're going to the movie. Yeah, an accompanist, a company, a company, a companist. Yeah, I saw that. Okay, um, uh, really, I'm going to Malibu today to pick up that elliptical machine. I think that's the only um thing i'm i'm gonna be like uh bet midler in the one where she ruthless people remember when she was kidnapped and she was trapped in the house so she starts working out uh-uh. oh no that's gonna be me okay cool what else that's it mike i'm not <laughs> i don't leave the house um, i'm a prisoner well, for a month sounds fun it's gonna uh, be a lot of stories about my mom bitching about prison sandwiches I don't have anything on my schedule really except for some work stuff. I'm speaking on a panel on Tuesday for this virtual conference and then season seven of the Simpsons, man. This is like, oh. this is a really difficult life. I'm like struggling to get through these. I feel like every time I watch an episode, they make another. So, well, I know you, challenge. I know you, you're getting ready for a marathon. I guess I'm also getting ready for a marathon. I'm going to start breaking bad. <laughs> And I just started The Wire, so. Oh, cool. Season three of Scandal is on Netflix, I just found out, so. You know what show my mom watches, and I've been having to listen to this show constantly, is this, this show is so horrible. It might be one of the worst shows I've ever seen on TV, and she loves it. This Drop Dead Diva. Oh, I'm familiar. I I don't think I've ever watched it. Oh my god, this show is so stupid. It's the stupidest show. I could do a whole podcast about this show. I can't, I can't, I can't even. Okay, Mike Lawson. All right, Joey. It was nice catching up with you. Help. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, yeah, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 um,